This is episode number 59 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. everybody. Welcome back to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannard of the Leaders Institute. And our goal is to share some success stories with high impact leaders who have been able to build strong teams while growing successful businesses. Um, This week, I'm interviewing another high impact leader, Sarah Warren, who is VP of HR for Norwex, uh, which is a direct sales organization. So um, the culture of her organization is, is really based on high touch, both for the hundreds of employees that she has there on on staff at the at the uh, the corporate headquarters, um, and also for the the thousands of independent contractors within her team as well. So on this episode, she kind of takes us through a few of the challenges and 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 adaptations that she made to really keep that team culture as meetings kind of went virtual through COVID. And some of the things that she did during that process were absolutely fascinating. You guys are going to enjoy this. I think you're going to love to hear um, about, about how she and her team really adapted and became even stronger, an even stronger team culture through this process. Uh, by the way, as always, if you like the sessions, don't first don't forget to subscribe to the High Impact Leaders podcast and make sure to rate the podcast, leave me a review wherever you download the show. All right, so enjoy the interview with Sarah. Everybody, welcome back to High Impact Leaders. I got a really cool guest with me, Sarah Warren, who's VP of HR at uh, Norwex in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I, and I actually wanted to have Sarah on because she's got a fairly unique set of responsibilities. And in addition to all the normal HR responsibilities like <laughs> recruiting, onboarding, training, benefits, and, and the like, um, in addition to that, uh, for your hundreds and hundreds of employees, um, you also have um, a, uh, a you're dealing with independent contractors. So basically, you're you've got a whole different side of the company that kind of deals with independent contractors. And I'm I'm assuming anyway that you know a part of the or the one of the major roles that you're dealing with is really keeping that team atmosphere so that so that in those situations where your team members are now dealing with independent contractors. It's uh, it's really vital for them to kind of keep that team culture. So, welcome, Sarah, to High Impact Leaders. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a crazy year. I guess like everyone else has has had a lot of fun the last couple of years trying to figure out ways to reinvent things and do things totally different. Right. Yeah. So, so tell us about the company first. Tell us about your company and kind of what you guys do because you guys are fairly unique in in um, kind of the the um, problems that you're solving for the world, right? We are. We are. Uh, Norwex is an incredible direct sales company. So we have thousands and thousands of consultants that are out, not only in the U.S., but globally, that are Mm -hmm. selling products that help you radically reduce the use of chemicals in your home. So it's a really great solution. So you can clean quick and clean fast. And one of the things that 2020 taught us was really how to clean. So by having a really unique solution, uh, it was a really interesting time for us and for our employees. And we had to learn how to not only do everything on the fly like everybody else, but how to do it at a faster pace on the fly and really change from a home party in-person business to a digital business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And, And that really comes to our employees too. You know, we're 
very people centric. We have a lot of times that we get together and hang out and have fun. Sure. And we can't do that anymore. So <laughs> we had to figure out ways to continue that and continue that in culture that's so important to us while everybody was at home. Now, now, did you guys have kind of an advantage since you're it, since you were an international company already? I mean, you basically it's uh, this company is was based in uh, based in Norway. Norway, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah we, we started. We we follow um, Norwex stands for the Norwegian Experience. So mm-hmm. we take a lot of that that modeling off of them. But even so, we were such a, a hands on, right, people driven teamwork. We're going to be in a room. We're all going to talk about it. We're going to brainstorm and we're going to share ideas. And suddenly we weren't in the room and I hadn't seen that person in six months. And (laughs) so really trying to create ways to cultivate those relationships and give them really quick and fast, easy ways that they can cultivate relationships. At the same time, we're onboarding lots and lots of new, incredible people, bringing them into our company, bringing them into our culture, hiring them over Zoom mailing them a computer you've never actually met their team in person wow Um, in fact i met one of my team members for the first time last week oh my god wow uh, you know so really encouraging people to get to know each other and and creating some really useful trips for them so that they can do in their zoom meetings without derailing the meeting but allowing them to have fun well, let's say, take us back about a year or so, because I mean, I'm sure that was kind of a really big shock. You know, I know, I know it was for. I mean, we're in the meeting business. I mean, that's what my company does is we help people do, you know, high energy, you know, meetings. And so we had to totally just start over from, from scratch about March, April of of last year. So, what were some of the first things that you guys did when the when when the shock kind of hit you that oh my god, the way that we have always done things is not going to work in this new in the, in this, at least in the, in the near future anyway. So what were some of the things that you kind of jumped on and, and things that worked out really well for you when you tried one of, the, one of the first things we did is became best friends with IT and, <laughs> and really making sure talking to people, what do you need? You know, as we transitioned our employees to home, a lot of the equipment that they had at work didn't work in a home space. So making sure they had what they needed. I mean, at one point, we literally had four managers driving from Best Buy to Best Buy to buy whatever oh, wow. laptops they had so we could get them deployed to our call center that all of a sudden was going to start working from home um, because of the crisis. We wanted to keep them safe as well. So we had to get scrappy. <laughs> we had to do things we hadn't done before. We really relied on our IT team. Our marketing team did a great job for the field, and we really took care of our employees. So we try to keep the culture alive. We kept the games going. We had virtual Halloween instead of in-person Halloween. Halloween's a really big deal. Uh, We normally decorate the whole building and go all out. So we had everyone submit videos. And the coolest thing about that is we have individuals that work in sales all over the country. And for the first time, they could really be a part of it too. Oh, nice. By forcing us to pivot and do things a little bit differently, we actually were able to grow that presence and increase our engagement with even our sales team and the people right. that have been working remote all this time anyway. I mean, that's, that's, I, we, I've been hearing that same, a very similar story over and over and over. I mean, it happened with us. I mean, we, you know, um, like I said, we're in the meeting business. And so what we kind of figured out is that most people kind of stink at doing virtual meetings and zoom calls and stuff like that. So we basically got in the, in the very early days of COVID, we just became experts at making zoom meetings more fun and 
created a whole new revenue stream. It didn't even exist. Didn't even exist. You know, it was one of those things that we kind of created from from scratch and and actually turned in, into a, a pretty good success for for us as well. So I, when you're for the virtual meetings, are you guys using Zoom or some other or some other um, online? We use Zoom primarily, uh, but yeah. we've really figured out how to do a lot of even things that. Uh, when we record our meetings and they want to listen to them later, like last week we did a word scramble where we had a handful of words that related to the company. Right. And we said, if you've listened to the meeting anywhere from this date to that date, you can email us your answers, put names and hats to draw prizes. Oh, and that nice. allowed and really encourages people to go back and watch the meeting. Because if you do the activity during the meeting, then the people that couldn't come for whatever reason, they'll just fast forward through that part. But right. if you give them an opportunity to participate later, then you send the email out that says, hey, everyone that listened to the meeting, congrats, here are the winners. The people that didn't listen to the meeting are going, wait, hold on, I could have won something. Wait, what? maybe uh... I should be in that meeting. Maybe I should listen to it. So you really create this demand by putting in some of these things and, and changing up that communication to show them, no, that this meeting is really important. I think you should be there. Nice, fun. Did you guess? Um, I, I know for us, one of the biggest um, changes in technology that occurred um, during the the whole COVID pandemic era was the breakout rooms. Um, that was one of the things that we started using. It, it it was a game changer. It was one of those things that kind of made made the whole meeting way more interactive. Made it to where people were more likely to participate. Did you guys kind of see a similar thing in your group as well? We did. I love breakout rooms. Yeah. And one of the other things that happened in 2020 was there was a, a big shift in our country where diversity and inclusion was always important, but it really got highlighted. Sure. So now we're trying to figure out how to keep that highlight and do that training, keep it interactive, but still, you know, keep it engaging. And we really went to our breakout rooms for that and gave people the opportunity to share and discuss and they could express their feelings in a safe space. And then their group could come back and report back. Of course. Sure. Right. We've also Easy. used it with all of our new employees to get to know other people. You know, there's, there's nothing like being thrown into a breakout room with someone you've never met before. And you have five minutes of silence to get to know them. Eventually someone's going to talk and you're going to go, Hey, now I know that guy. So it makes it nice. a lot of fun. Right. Good. Hey, so I know that one of the challenges I know that we we kind of saw here is that after you know six months, eight months, nine months of everybody working from home and um, people kind of getting used to that, you know, getting the the team back into the office has been kind of a challenge. Have you guys seen any any um, challenges with that? Are you seeing um, in some some organizations are saying, you know, we're never coming back because we're way more productive this way, and others are like, ah, we're missing that real team atmosphere, that team culture that that where ideas are shared and that kind of thing. So um, have you guys gone, which which side did you fall out on? <laughs> I guess that's the best way, to, best way to ask the question, I guess. Yes, it is a huge, huge challenge. So we've really started looking at things differently and putting some things in place so that work can work where it needs to be. We have some employees that were really incredible working from home. When you take out that hour in the DFW area, it's not uncommon yeah. to have an hour long commute, you know? Easy, yeah. So you take the two hours out of that day that you're driving and you turn it into productive meeting time. Yeah. The biggest thing is they need to come in for a purpose. So if there's a meeting that they need to attend to where they need to see something, touch it, feel it, really brainstorm, then they can come in for that meeting. 
But we've also been really successful with people working from home because our team is really dedicated to what they do right. and really dedicated to who we are and, and tying back into our mission. So they really want to put in that extra touch. That's allowed us to recruit wherever we need to. We've hired some incredible employees out of state for the first time ever, right. and they're doing really, really well. So now we're teaching our managers how to, to manage their group remotely. They haven't had to do it before, so they yes. don't really know how. And it's one thing when we're, we are remote, but I can still drive in if I need to versus we're remote and I can't drive in if I need to. So then how do we do this? So that's right. kind of the things to come is really working with that team and showing them you can be remote. This is how you manage it. And then teaching the team, hey, as long as you're successful, then that's great for everyone. The key is to be successful. We'll have fun activities and things to encourage them to come in and reasons to meet. But the bottom line is people aren't going to come back unless they feel they have a reason to be there. Sure. So you have to create that fundamental reason other than because, you know, there, there's got to be a real reason to do it. Nice. And and you can, so are you relying more on your um, department heads, the department managers, the the uh, individual managers to kind of create that culture? I, I'm sure some are better than others, you know, at, um, you know, um, doing the um, weekly Zoom, uh, hey, let's all get on the same page kind of thing and making it really sharp and, and easy and fun and that kind of thing. And others are probably you've had to kind of work with them a little bit. Are you, do you see any, any of the challenges in, in having the manager's roles change over the last year or so where, where you're able to kind of jump in and, and kind of change things around a little bit and give them some suggestions. And as a result, they were able to, to um, benefit more or help their team a little bit more. Really has, you know, in, in HR, we've always said that yes, we do a lot to support the culture, but the managers have to manage it or it won't work. Right. Because we all know at the end of the day, they leave their manager, right? So now the manager really has to put in the work, whereas before they could kind of piggyback on things. Right. Now they really have to put in that effort. So we're giving them tips and tricks and tools that they can use with their teams, little simple things. Like at the start of the meeting, everyone grab the item to their left and Let's, you know, oh, you have a Coke. I, you know, I like to drink that type of soda or you have, that's a funny looking base. What is that? And it encourages that teamwork philosophy. It doesn't derail the meeting. You can get everyone right back on track. So lots of fun, little easy things to do, but we are having to teach them and show them how and explain to them that, you know, culture is part of your responsibility too. Uh, we always talk about that in HR, but the managers don't necessarily are in the same HR meetings we're at. So we're having to teach them those sides as well. Yeah. Okay. I got two final questions. And the, the first question is because you talked about onboarding and I'm sure that's changed a lot, you know, so what kind of things have you guys done as far as your onboarding process to kind of adapt to the, the kind of new normal? We've done quite a few things. We've completely revamped the onboarding presentation, making sure that it's, it's more about the culture and who we are and what we do as a community versus the typical orientation of park here, dress like this, go here. That's all irrelevant now. So we're really focusing on, on the culture pieces. We've also started sending out um, a piece after you accept the offer, but before you start, we have a very nice little package that goes. It helps keep them engaged during that two-week time period where maybe that company they hadn't heard back from yet reaches out 
So we're really trying to keep them engaged during right. that two week period. Whereas before you would just say, oh yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. We're excited. We're sending them gifts. We're sending them emails. We're starting those relationships earlier than normal. That's smart. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure as you've kind of gone through the process, because just so you know, here at our company, we tried, I bet we tried like 200 different things. And the first 200 things that we tried didn't work. And it wasn't until the 201st one, that's when things just all of a sudden changed. And all of a sudden we got new revenue streams and all that kind of stuff. So what we're just, just pick one of those things that happened in the last year or so where you went, oh my God, we thought this was a really good idea, but it turned out to be a big, you know, bonehead thing that just didn't work out as well as what we wanted to. You have any of those kind of stories that, that, um, man, we tried it and oof, don't do that. It was a big mistake. Don't, don't make the same mistake I made. Right. <laughs> a lot of that. We learned very quickly that when you give someone a new computer, you have to give them lots of instructions. You would think you would like open it up, but you have to realize that zoom meeting with their, so they have orientation on a zoom call now. Well, they can't get into the work email to get that meeting notice. Right. Same thing with the meeting they're going to have with the manager right after. Well, they're not in their Outlook email. So the manager is saying, hey, my new hire didn't come to my meeting. Oh, my gosh, did they start? Are they there? Are they okay? What's going <laughs> right. on? And we're like, oh, they haven't They haven't gotten into their email yet. They oh, haven't figured they out how to, know how to use a computer. Yeah. No, they just don't have instructions. So right. <laughs> making sure they had clear instructions on you know, getting into the computer, spending more time in orientation, working with them with their personal email account to send in the Zoom and then going, okay, now that we're on Zoom together, open your Outlook. Let's make sure you can get in. We also work with managers now to know what their first day schedule is going to be. In person, you can just kind of toss them off to the manager and say, here, have a great day. But virtually, you can't do that. You have to give them, here's your calendar for the first day. Here are all the Zoom meetings you're going to be in. Here's who you're meeting with and why and who these people are. Then the manager can really take it from there. So we really have to evolve beyond just that initial hour you spend with them in onboarding. But HR really now has to manage their whole first day. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that was that was probably a, a f- not some fun kind of introduction <laughs> to those school hard knocks kind of thing, right? So yes, yeah, there are think- some stressful moments. We hired this great person and now they're not coming to any of the meetings. Oh, we'll come to find out their computer wasn't working. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I, a lot of times folks kind of hear, you know, we we start talking about all those successes and everything. It's like, man, boy, she got it all figured out. Well, you know. Typically, it's because we figured it out because we screwed it up the first time and then we fixed it, right? So, and then we screwed something else up and fixed that and then screwed something else up and we fixed that. And that's how we ended up with the, the nice big success. And a lot of times people don't kind of see that. So, thanks for kind of sharing that with us. Hey, Sarah, thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. Um, if folks want to get in touch with you or they want to come work for your company, how would they do that? Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Sarah Warren, SPHR, uh, or you can go to the Norwax com website and find out more about our company from there. Good deal. And I'll link to both of those in the show notes. All right. Thanks a lot for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for having me, sir.